Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 well, it's been a great week for Glasgow. It's Glasgow 4, European all-comers nil. Barry, last night Rangers 2-0. Decent result and a great performance according to the manager. What about you? Yeah, it was. Um, I watched the game when I came in for training last night. I thought it was um, a, a really good performance uh, for the full 90 minutes. They weren't as good uh, as they were in the first half. Um, but listen, it was an important win. They, have to, they had to get off the mark in terms of getting a win in the group stage and this double header I, I said that during the week um, they had to get six points out of the two games so the first one last night um, good performance good win and then they need to go over to Bromby and make sure they do the same again a good week for Glasgow Mark Celtic on Tuesday night but last night for Rangers the manager said it was a near perfect performance certainly early on yeah, um, you know, I think looking at the calibre of Ferenc Varos and Bronby, I, I believe that Celtic Rangers can go away from home in the next game, Paul, get six points. Like Barry says, that puts them right um, in with a chance. And I thought the most interesting thing for me was pre-match and the build-up to Bronby when Stephen Gerrard called out a couple of his players, including Alfredo Morelos, left a bit on him, and rightly so. And uh, his team responded last night by getting the result. Yep, um, listen, I'll be honest with you, he's got to score the header, yeah. there's no doubt about it, but the good thing, he's still getting in the positions, um, he struck the post with a good a good shot in the second half, um, but listen, I don't mind that for a manager, he's, he's wanting to see more from, especially Morelos, he's a number nine, he's a guy you expect to score goals, and I thought his performance was certainly better than it's been before. To V or not to V, last week with Scotland we loved it, the VAR, uh, last night for Rangers, it looked as though it was offside, but Barry... Well, it was onside. It was, wasn't it? But at first, <laughs> everyone thought he was yeah, offside. I'll be honest with you, yeah. when, when I watched it when I came home last night, my first reaction was, oh, that's offside. But actually, when you when you see it, they get, I think they were in Holland, uh, the, the, the VAR. Yeah. Um, they, they certainly they got it right, but I, I can see why some people weren't sure, but when, when obviously you've seen it with VAR, um, it was certainly a goal and it shows you Mark we need to have VAR here week in week out in the Premiership our referees are desperate for it Paul yeah. and you can understand why you know you, you look at big decisions that like you're talking about for Scotland you know the the back to back games the, the decision at Hamden then the decision over in the Pharaohs our game needs it you know we are now playing for league titles that are worth £40 million our game needs it and the sooner we install it the better do you want it? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre What a weekend we've got It just is brilliant isn't it when you look at it Aberdeen against Hibs Celtic against St Johnson so they could narrow the gap because Rangers play on Sunday they could narrow the gap Dundee United against Motherwell Hearts Dundee and Ross County Livingston and then Sunday 12 o'clock St Mirren against Rangers Uh, and could it be we've got a real title race this year is it going to be much closer Barry I know you've said that the Rangers fans must be pretty happy they're getting better 
top of the table and Celtic could narrow the gap tomorrow yeah I say it at the start of the season and I'll still stick to with what I said I think it's going to get right down to the wire with both Rangers and Celtic I don't think it's going to be the same as previous seasons like last year with Rangers winning it by 25 points and then previous seasons to that Celtic running away with it I think certainly it's going to um, come down in the last couple of weeks of the season and I think January the transfer window for both Rangers and Celtic is going to be so important as well, Paul. Sean Garthamlet, good evening. How are you doing, guys? Good, how are you? I not too bad. Uh, I wanted to go to the game yesterday, but I wasn't allowed, well, it wasn't, I wasn't allowed. The COVID-19 app didn't work, so I just watched it in the house. OK, I didn't ask whether or not you were there, but thank you for telling <laughs> the nation. That, that, that was good of you, Sean. No, we always want to know your movements. Um, <laughs> so, Sean, over, you watched it then on the telly. What did you think? Are you happy? I, I actually enjoyed the game yesterday. I thought the Angels dominated the game. A couple of wee passings were a wee bit not too much, but mm-hmm. overall, um, I, I um, thought the Angels actually played quite well. I think the Angels could have scored a few goals, a few extra goals, but yeah, I was quite pleased with it yesterday. What about this man, Joe Aribo? His manager said he played angry in the right kind of way. I think we, we get the word aggression wrong. I think it's it's just like in terms of me being ruthless and just believing in myself, backing myself more than anything because it's like I'm not thinking too much or I'm not being too safe or too nice, honourable. So it's just like being spiteful in my game. I'd say that's what he means by aggression. Barry, what would you say about Joe Rebo? I think he's an all-round midfielder. I think he's got everything in the locker. I think he's strong, he's powerful, he can get about the pitch. Um, he's, he's good on the ball, he can score a goal. Um, and everybody always talks about Morelos, he's Kent's, Tavernier and Golsons, and rightly so, because they've been real good players for Rangers, but this is the one that I'm quietly worried about, that a team will be looking at Joe Arebo. I think he's come on leaps and bounds since he's come up for Charlton. Um, I think he's got better and better. And I thought last night when I watched back the game, he was he was head and shoulders above everybody alongside Conor Golson, who I thought was really good as well. Mark, it's a class act, isn't he? Joe, Joe Arebo, yeah, he's terrific, Paul. I, I agree with Barry I'd, I'd go so far as to say he's he's possibly Rangers best player m- middle to front at the moment what he can do uh, I think there will be teams interested in him um, he's a big lad you know great stature he's got lovely feet nice first touch good vision and again going by that interview there from Joe Aribo it sounds to me Paul like on, on the back of the the, the draw against Hearts at the weekend for Rangers that Stephen Gerrard whether it's been collectively in front of the whole dressing room or pulled a few quietly to the side I think he's left them in absolutely no doubt that what's been going on in recent weeks hasn't been good enough even though Rangers are top of the league performances and results should be better and it sounds like he said come on we need that spark we've spoken about the spark that's missing Aribo's talking there about aggression in, in the right way it sounds to me like Stephen Jenner's kind of said to himself right I need to go and G up my players now. We're in danger of something going wrong. Mm. It was a massive game last night, so he had to get them ready for it. And it sounds to me like he's he's pulled a few and just made them aware in no uncertain terms that it needs to be better. But people get mixed up with the word aggression. It's not about going and, and two footing somebody yeah, yeah. and going over the top. It's just being aggressive against your opponent and um, getting up against them. Because as Mark just says here, He's a big powerful boy as well I mean I, I think he's physically matured Since yeah. he's been up here as well He's got stronger um, So that's something that maybe The manager spoke to him about That's something he wants to add Add to his game And that's probably If you, you look at him as an all round player That's probably the only thing you would say mm. 
that he is missing but he showed plenty of aggression last night Sean here's what your manager had to say about the team performance Joe really flexed his muscles tonight I thought he played angry in a good way and really dominated all over the pitch especially in the first 45 minutes and at times in the second half naturally I thought he tired a little bit towards the end but that's natural what he put into the game in the first half I thought James grew as the game went on and I thought his second half performance was, was really strong as well so a lot of positives and a lot of praise for individuals but I'm more interested in the collective and I'm a lot more pleased and satisfied with our overall performance. Still little bits and bobs to pick from it. Bona had me head in my hands just after half time, but I suppose that's football. Sean, what was your take on Morelos? He had that great chance. You got the goal from it, but did you think, here's his goal, his sixth goal? Well, he probably should have scored about two times, about two or three times, but... I don't know, it's just, I think, I think there's a wee bit of nerves because it's come to his 100th goal, but I think he, try, I think he tried a wee bit better yesterday because I think he's been a wee bit poor in the last couple of games, but I think he tried, but I don't know, maybe, I say that to, um, I think it was Rob that was on yesterday, I don't think it was yourself, well, and I say to Rob, I would actually maybe drop him and maybe bring him on as a sub. Who dropped Rob? Dropped Rob? Like maybe drop Morelis for one game just yeah. to kind of cause he's no scoring. I know Barry will know like that because Barry loves Morelis. That's At true. Golden yeah, l- listen, yeah. I I do like him. I, I just I, I've said plenty of times before. I think Rangers are a better team when we're in it. I, I thought he was better. Sean last night there's, there's no doubt yeah. about it see the good thing about him Sean I say at the start of the programme he's still getting in their positions I know he's missing the chances he came close with a good strike in the second half but I thought his all round play was certainly better last night well we bring Craig in here Craig good evening stay, Sean stay with us hi Craig good evening good evening gents how are we doing good thanks hey, what did you feel about Morelos last night and his contribution I listen he should score you know particularly with the header he's just got to Maybe guide it a bit more, um, yeah. you know, to the I think to the left of the keeper. But it goes central, and Kimaris is there doing what what you expect him to do, and puts the ball in the back of the net. So we get away with it. I think he's obviously at that stage where sometimes you get that. You know, he's ninety nine goals, and he's the amount of players through the years I've seen that it just it just keeps yeah. going a run then where mm-hmm. they can't find that hundred. But see, as soon as he gets it, I'm sure he'll kick on. Because I think we need to remember as well talking about dropping him. Sakala should have scored last night. You know, he's still known, you know, firing the goals in. He, no. you know, made a great run through. Um, okay, the keeper makes a decent save. But for me, European nights, you have to score chances like that because um, you don't get them often. And he created it himself almost mm. with his run. So. Barry, that is a good point, isn't it? He's on the 99. Yeah, goals. he's in the, uh, that mile Does that affect you? Listen, well, I wasn't a, I wasn't lucky enough to get in '99, but look, it's one of the ones that happens. You've seen it with a number of players that they, they stick on that for a number of weeks. Um, and as I said, look, I think he asked Morelos. He knows he should have scored that header. Look, he kept he kept plugging away, and he got a couple of opportunities. I know that he hit the post. There was another one where he, he never struck it as well as he, he should have. But look, it's one of the ones. The 100th goal come with hitting off his backside or something will be one of the ones that for a yard out that's all he needs and I think if he gets that he'll go and he'll kick on again I want to ask you all about Conor Goldson and what's happening with him he's the only one out, you know, not with a new contract here's what the manager said when he was asked this morning I'm not concerned I'm, I'm not confident uh, I'm not really overthinking about it you know Conor's a, a big boy he, he's a man Ross Wilson's office is next to mine 
Connor knows what I think of him from a personal point of view and how much I want him to, to stay here. Uh, at the same time, we have to concentrate on the football, so it's important Connor keeps playing the way he is. I thought he was magnificent again last night. He was my player of the year last year, and I think for me, he's, he's got more consistency as his time's gone on at Rangers. He's a really valuable player for me and us and the club. So hopefully we, we, we can find a solution in terms of getting them tied up. I, I can't really go any further in terms of letting you know how much I want it to happen and how, how much I want him to stay. But at the end of the day, I'm not Connor, so I don't know what he wants. And I'm not the club and I don't do the, the bank balances and the numbers. So for me, I can only tell both parties how much I want this to happen. And then um, it's down to other people to try and find a solution. So Barry, the manager wants him. He says he was his best player last season. It's clear that he wants him to stay and he's basically telling him to go and, and, go and knock uh, Ross Wilson's door and, and see what's going on but there must you, be conversations going on there must yeah, be th- there has been but as Conor Golson says in his presser during the week it's kind of went quiet yeah. um, but you've got to understand he's 28 he's coming up in 29 this is probably in football player terms his last big contract so it's got to be right for, for Conor and his, his young family he's got a young family as well um, look Conor Golson no doubt in my mind he's been good for Rangers but also Rangers gave him the platform yeah. to yeah. come up here from Brighton um, for me personally I would love him to stay and I think it's just a matter of, of making sure they sort a deal out but the problem you've got is it's not just I'm not just talking about Premier League Championship wages now down in England are, are crazy as well so that's the problem if it comes down to financial terms Rangers won't be able to compete with clubs down there because the top so players there can be what 50,000 a week easy 40, 50,000 pound oh. a week so then Connor's got to reevaluate mm. what they want to do um, in terms of does he want to continue the progression with Rangers win trophies but also you've got to understand it's a short career and he's got a family sure. Sean would you move from Gothamlick on 50,000 a week? Oh, I'd move enough <laughs> What do you think of that though for Conor Golson how important for you is it that he stays and commits? To be honest I want Conor Golson I think he's um, highly rated I've, I would say 99% of Rangers fans actually like Conor Golson goes I would love him to stay and sign a, an all two or three year contract because um, I think he's a good player. Um, so I'll, I'll be happy to sign him. He's not just a good player, do you know what he is? I know for a fact he's a leader in the dressing room as well. Agreed, Barry. You, you see when, when Tavernier's not playing, he's a captain, but you see him You see him on the pitch. Um, he, he's on it, players, if standards drop a wee bit, he's always bang at it. Um, so he's, he's important on the pitch but also I believe he's, he's important off mm. it in the dressing room Mark how do you read it listening to all you hear the manager saying he's yeah, my best the, player the manager's made it clear was it eight yeah. months to go so I would imagine now we've been in this movie hundreds and hundreds of times with different players at many different clubs if you've not agreed a contract by a contract by now um, then I think if you're Conor Goldson then more importantly his agent the, 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 the agents run these things they run it the players do what they're told so the agent will be going out and they will already know what kind of sniffs he's got and what kind of money he's going to be there for a, peak, a pre-contract um, in January um, and sometimes players can get ideas above their station again through agents looking for too much the Rangers it sounds like Rangers have made their offer Conor Goldson's asked for A Rangers have offered B and you hope that they'll be able to meet somewhere in the middle but I'd imagine now he'll wait and see what options he's got and if need be if Conor Goldson wants to do it he I think in this situation Conor Goldson is very much in the driving seat mm-hmm. he will call the shots in this because he is available for nothing no. in eight months time he can go and pocket a couple of million quid 
signing on fee and 50 grand right, a week first of January Mark first of January so he can go and do that as Barry said this will be the biggest and most important contract of his career if Rangers come up with the numbers Connor Golson will sign it because I know for a fact he loves it he loves playing for Rangers family are settled in Glasgow mm. but that said if the numbers are not right for him he will exercise his, his options which he's got every right to do and January's 10 weeks away Craig what do you think is going to happen that is a good point isn't it in January it might just be you know the, the figures that come out because the top wages at Rangers I would imagine in Scotland top wages would be 30 maybe 35,000 a week for the really top players but we hear that in the championship 40, 50,000 a week Craig what do you think is going to happen? Yeah I think so listen I think what Mark was saying there is you know pretty spot on really um, I think you know the longer it kind of goes on he, we've made the offer um, and he will sort of look at other options and it might be a case of if you know, there's an offer comes in that's a bit better. He might because I think he wants to stay. So I don't necessarily think just because somebody will offer might offer him more money that make him go. I, I I think he might use it to go to Ross Wilson and go. Listen, you need to give me. I'm not asking you to give me that, but I'm asking you to give me a bit better because this is what they're offering me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because he said himself in his press conference that he doesn't want to just be remembered for 56. He wants to go and get you know 57, 58. He wants to win cup Champions more, League trophies, Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> but he certainly you know he's won one trophy since he's been there. He wants mm-hmm. more, and you can't blame him for that. So mm-hmm. we have a responsibility as well to give him the best offer we possibly can at this stage Barry but Rangers off I'll need to look at the if he does decide which I hope he doesn't how much is it going to cost to replace him I mean I know you've got Holander and Balogun there but I think he's so he he is so important you see that with the amount of games he's played you see that every time he's fit he's the first name in the team sheet Conor Golson but the Rangers Ross Wilson the Rangers board are duty bound to the football club to do what's right for the football club mm. not what's right with the greatest of respect know what's right for the manager know what's right for the player what's right for the, for the football club and if they've hit their ceiling you've got to respect that of just course. like you've got to respect that that, that Conor Ghost might say I know I can get more I think mm. I'm worth more that, 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 that's what happens in football but Rangers might have a decision to make in January if they think there's absolutely no way that we can get Conor Golson to extend his deal so Rangers are then left an option do we keep him and let him run it down and go and go for nothing or do we look to sell him and rather get nothing for him in five months time we get a couple of million or, or, or whatever it may be that's something that Rangers might need to look at over the next few weeks let's bring it to Sunday St Mirren Rangers Sean first what's your prediction yeah I'll go 3-0 3-0 Craig what do you reckon Oh, I think uh, I, I think Sean's pretty much on the money there. Although I'll go three one because uh, St Mirren have got a goal in them. I think. And Sean, when I said, would you would you stay in Carthamel? I meant Glasgow. You know, would you stay here? You can understand it if it was in your business and they're paying you. Maybe we don't know exactly, but maybe almost double the money. What would you do? Would you stay or would you go? And the Champions League, I wouldn't say win it, but you know, the chance to be in the Champions I don't League. Know, I was it, getting that, excited there, Paul, Paul, when you say they've got to win the Champions League, like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I meant but playing in the Champions League because Barry, there's nothing like it, is there? The music plays, and out you come at Ibrox in yes. the European night Champions League that's what it's all about as a footballer that's the the pinnacle of football that's where you play against the best players the best teams you come up against the best coaches and managers um, but look it's a tough one for Conor Golson because you've got to respect the fact as he's got to think about his own future 
All right, more from the managers. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Cheers. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Taxi finance experts with free Mainline UK delivery. Find your new taxi today. Let's go. Chris will be back next week or I'll have a breakdown 0808 17 17 700 for the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre we're on from 5 every evening Monday to Friday and we're on on Sunday we'll have Rangers uh, St Mirren against Rangers at 12 uh, other news coming in well we've got a poll going at the moment Connor Goldson will he sign a new contract for Rangers at the moment 71% of you think he won't sign a new contract for Rangers. They think he's probably going to go. And, uh, but you can let us know at the socials. Come on our social medias at Go Football Show. We'll talk Celtic in a moment or two. They, of course, had the 2-0 win against Ferenc Varos and they can narrow the gap on Rangers tomorrow if they can beat or take anything from St. Johnson. But is this the season where can we have, have a happy Glasgow at least for a few months, Mark Weedy? Can it ever happen that the Celtic fans think things are getting better, team are playing better, um, that's what three in a row wins? Can they make it four? Can you have a happy Celtic and a happy Rangers for yeah. a period? Yeah, I think, I think you know if they're doing well in Europe, both of them have got the, the League Cup, the Premier Cup semi-finals next month, so you've got the potential for an old firm final um, in December and like Barry said I, I firmly believe it as well I think both of them are going to go toe-to-toe you know I, I, I think at the moment Celtic are playing some really good football I mean really attractive middle to front um, they're as good as any team in, in the league at the moment probably the best but I'm not convinced about the level of consistency at Pulse the same with Rangers you know I still think that you know over the years when you, you know, when you're doing predictions in the Friday nights, you know, 19 times out of 20, home and away, you would always pick Celtic and Rangers to to win. But at the moment, I'm not convinced uh, by both of them. I think that you can get at them, you can score against them, and as we've seen over the course of this campaign, you can nick uh, points off them. But um, certainly, what's happened in midweek will have given both clubs a massive boost ahead of this weekend's uh, Premiership fixtures. Yeah, I, I watched. Obviously, both games, Celtic, they dominated um, and they were quite patient as well because uh, Fiennes Varas sat back, made it tough for them. I still think there's a there's a chance. Uh, I think it was the second half, Starfelt was a bit sl- sloppy. You get uh, possession, took off him and Joe Hart came up with a good save. So I still think they're vulnerable, Celtic, at the back. Going forward, I don't think there's ever been an issue. Um, with Celtic um, I think it always looked dangerous um, they look like they're going to score and Rangers now I mean the Hearts game they were excellent in the first half um, disappointing in the second again it was similar against Bromby I thought they, they came out the traps bang at it they go two goals up dominate second half they were better than they were against Hearts um, so there's still more to come but I think there's going to be plenty of ups and downs. I think there's going to be points dropped throughout the season. I don't think it's going to be, as I mentioned earlier, similar as, as previous seasons. Biggest talking point has been the Celtic defence. I mean, the pluses are Jota, Abada, not such a good game the other day, and of course Kyogo. Uh, but Joe Hart has also been a big influence. Barry, you said it right away, he'll be great for Celtic. He's in front of the cameras and the mics today, and he's talking about the defence. Yeah, we're certainly getting an understanding. I think we're understanding each other's games. We're being asked to do things by the manager that we're. we're I feel like there's. This, if there was any room for um, not error but excuse to start with, then then maybe understandably there was. It's it's a different system to maybe what we used to. But now it's embedded in us. It's in, it's embedded in every single one of us. We feel confident. We've got the likes of um, Chris coming back. Um, you know, Welsh. He's done very well when he's been in there. 
Liam's come in and filled in at left back. We're, we're, we're looking strong as a squad. Um, we train as we play and we play as we train. So I'd like to think that, you know, even if it's not even myself in goal, either Scotty or, or Barky or, or Connor can come in and do the same job because that's how we work here. Bit of diplomatic chat there. He's mentioned all the other people. No, you're the number one keeper. I don't think people want to hear about Barkas or uh, even young Connor Hazard. Mark, what's your take on that about the defence? People know there's been glaring deficiencies, but they had it was put together at the last minute. Juranovic uh, is back for tomorrow. He's available. He's yeah. available. Uh, yeah, you know, by all accounts, Juranovic, really good player. Just not again. He's not had a chance to find. Um, a flaw he's probably played more at left back than he has um, at right back he's naturally um, right sided so look Celtic are still to find partnerships you know they're still to find a level of full back that I'm not saying would be as good as Lustig and Tierney because that, that's pretty much impossible but something that gets you know close to it they should be better in that area you know when you think of Brendan Rodgers teams and, and Neil Lennon's teams that was a, a major part of their play a major part of their success you look at Rangers Tavernier and Barisic yeah. major mm-hmm. part um, of their success those fullbacks are so important um, central defensive partnerships so important goalkeepers so important so Celtic have got a bit to go but the fortunate thing for them is they have got an excellent goalkeeper and middle to front they are you know sometimes they can be exhilarating to watch when they're on it but they're susceptible to mistakes um, at the back so that's why they've always got to be on their their toes but I think the defensive line is something that um, depending on how Christopher Julian looks that's something that the manager will look to maybe address one or two things uh, in the January window It looks as though in January they're going for another Japanese star Daizen Maeda who is at his old club uh, he's a goal scorer as well a 24 year old the manager was asked today about uh, transfer business we're going early with being linked with players could be a long three months uh, neither confirming or denying uh, about <laughs> players coming in um, look I've already said that you know we obviously we're looking to strengthen the squad in January and, and we will so we've started that process but you know the difference being that we, we're in no rush you know we kind of know and I want to see how certain players develop as you said earlier we, you know, we've still got players who are just beginning their Celtic careers I really want to see how they develop over the next month or two before we make any key decisions about who we bring in because we might find in areas we we thought we might need someone we don't or in other areas you know so from that perspective you know whatever business we do in January um, you know I know it won't be as sort of chaotic as it was um, in the last window so he's not really saying much. That's 40 seconds we won't get back because it is going to be... But it's not three months, Barry. You've got breaking news. It's well, 10 weeks tomorrow. Yeah, but in terms of recruitment, Paul, even the window shuts the end of August, yep. that's when your recruitment starts for the January yep. window. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's clearly wants to bring a few players in. I'm, I'm not surprised he's he's heading back to the Japanese market. How Kyogo... I mean, go back to that goal. Everybody talks about Jota's ball. Fantastic yep. ball, but it was one touch and finish. Um, and he's, he's turned out to be... Um, some signing so I see the reason why he's, he's heading back to that market he knows it inside out as well um, and if it turn out half as good as Kyogo they'll get a decent player Mark? Yeah they're, they're, he's the tops I mean, that word they used there Paul you can just tell you know he was giving you a real good insight there chaotic I mean what a word that is for a manager to use when he's describing his early weeks in the job trying you know not only about bringing players in but who he potentially was going to lose trying to get the right fees for Ayer and, and Edward and Christie and all the rest of them so from that point of view he'll feel um, a lot calmer mm-hmm. about the January window coming up he's built you know relationships again what, what we don't know is 
does the manager want a head of recruitment does he want a director of football is he happy with the relationship with Michael Nicholson the acting CEO we don't know all of those things Paul that's all the kind of unanswered questions but as long as Celtic is winning games and being active in the transfer market and, and attracting you know talents if it's similar like Barry says something like Kyogo then the fans will be happy but as soon as you lose a game or two all of the questions all of a sudden these questions resurface again and you start you know lo- looking for, for answers it's a big January for both of them both yeah. Celtic and Rangers I believe um, and it's a difficult market January because uh, you don't know what you're getting most of the players that you get are either out the 18 um, out of favour at their clubs so it'll be interesting to see what sort of business um, both Celtic and Rangers do but for me the, I think one of the advantages that Celtic may have in the January window hey, I, I think I've got more spending power uh, if need be and they've got but, more to do yeah, yeah. But, but B I can't see Celtic losing any stars any of their mm-hmm. main players because they've lost their main players in the last window whereas Rangers might be susceptible to losing one or two like Conor Goldson the issue that, that we've spoken uh, about there and what Stephen Gerrard can do to freshen up so I think that the potential is there for Celtic to have a stronger January window than Rangers but it remains to be seen you've got to go out and do the business He's speaking about consistency because things were going really wrong for him do you feel Barry's done well overall the manager since he came in when he steadied well, the ship no changed. it's chaotic he's no changed his style he was firm on that for the mm. word go that he, he's not going to go and, and people please he's got a certain way of playing um, as you hear Joe Hart saying it took them a while to get used to that, that style um, as I say that style sometimes leaves the back door wide open but um, for me I think if you look back I think it's Celtic fans to be fair to him I've stuck behind him they see what he's trying to do um, and, and listen it doesn't happen overnight you've got to give people time but sometimes in football you don't get the time but it's been a good last three games for Celtic two difficult away ones that you would say places that are tough to go Petodre they don't play well you still come down the road with three points Muddle good performance and then obviously in the Europa League midweek here he is speaking about the performance and the consistency. I tried to stay pretty consistent when we were struggling. I think it's important now that we, we stay consistent in that. You know, we still got a lot of work to be done and, and still a lot of improvement that we need to sort of keep driving into the players because, um, you know, these kind of things, um, if you get sort of too far ahead of yourself, you know, it can come back to bite you. Our, our performances have been really good since the break, international break. As you said, we're getting some players back, which I think is helping us enormously, not just from a playing perspective but just from a training perspective you know our training's really been at good levels now and and good intensity because you know the quality of players we have training now is better so all those kind of things are helping but you know we still we still have work to do we're still got to make sure that we're focused on continually improving the way we play our football Mark Barry was an outstanding leader at Rangers and Ange Postacoglu today saying that his captain Callum McGregor is an outstanding leader at Celtic you and impressed Barry by Callum as skipper yeah I, I think he's took over um, for Scott Brown um, really well I think he's handled the situation because it's a different type of pressure um, he's got now look, when you, you've got that armband there's a, a huge weight in your shoulders um, you, you know what I think I, I've always thought Callum McGregor was a, a really um, good midfielder um, I, I, I think sometimes he plays with, within himself uh, but listen, I think he's been um, one of Celtic's best players. He's seen when he was out with that injury. They missed him badly, missed him badly. So he he is um, he's one of the, the the main players, if not the main player 
at Celtic. I know everybody goes on about Kyogo scoring goals, and rightly so. But Callum McGregor knows the club inside out. He knows the the demands and the expectations put on you, and I think he's handled. Um, the captain's really well what are the duties of the captain what's the difference when you became captain at Rangers what kind of things do you and would he have to deal with uh, everything bonuses huh? the, 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 right down to things like that um, you chat the door the yeah, you've got to do all yeah. that stuff if yeah. any players get an issue they come to you mm-hmm. um, so that, that, that's all been new to him um, I, I was lucky at a young age where I had a lot of experienced guys running about me that were real good help one stood out that I've spoke about before Arthur Newman he was a shoulder to, to lean on if I, I wasn't sure about something so I got it younger which helped me as the years went on um, and I'm sure Callum probably get that way with Scott Brown been about looking to see what he does so a captain it doesn't involve you just driving the team on for the for when the whistle goes there's a lot of things involved um, out with that Shaping up is a good season, Mark, isn't it? Oh, for, for our Premiership? Yeah. That's oh, brilliant, mm-hmm. Paul. You know, it, it really is good. You look at Hearts, unbeaten. Hibs had a wee, had a wee dip uh, recently, but, but they'll still be there or thereabouts. You know, Hibs getting the, the League Cup semi-final, St Johnston League Cup semi-final. Motherwell had been on a good wee run. Dundee um, getting it. You look at the, the subplot to Aberdeen and the Dave Cormack interview um, during the week with, you know, unequivocal an backing. Is there an agenda against Aberdeen and Stephen Glass? You'd see that in some of the, the papers. <laughs> Why would there be an agenda against them? But it makes for a good story. But yeah, yeah. They're getting know, a siege mentality and maybe that's what they need. Uh, you know, there is, you know, there might be an agenda from, from um, you know, some of the BBCs, a lot of Aberdeen supporters in there, so you never know, you know, they, they might be, uh, be driving uh, some things on. But um, Stephen Glass has to start winning games, Paul. He's at home at Hibs tomorrow. I mean, that's a hell of a difficult game. Yeah. And then if the things couldn't get worse for him, what's he got in midweek? Coming down to Glasgow to go to Ibrox to play the champions. So Stephen Glass really has his work cut out. And I'm still... I can't work it out why they're so bad I really mm-hmm. can't because you look at the calibre of their squad you know you can say oh what they've spent okay but even taking money out just look at the talent that they have so what Stephen Glass inherited from Joe Lewis to Lewis Ferguson to Johnny Hayes to Ryan Hedges to what he brought in Declan Gallagher J. Emmanuel Thomas you look at all that and think why on earth have they gone 10 games without a win it's absolutely baffling it really is we're going to talk about all the games we're also going to say what do you think is Conor Goldson going to sign a new contract for Rangers it's still at 72% of you think no think he's going to go but as Barry said and Mark he is so important to Rangers but he's 28 he's 29 in just over a month's time and this is his last big contract 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Taxi Trade exclusive savings no hidden fees search for your new taxi today let's go 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 let's go Go Radio Football Show tonight's huge one for Scotland's women's up against Hungary at 7.35 at Hampden Park good luck to them is that on TV yep. I believe it is tonight yep it's 7.35 yep. you'll be watching that tonight yep. Barry yep ahead of uh, this huge weekend your game of course is on Sunday it's uh, Queen's Park top of the table against Alloa yeah they're, they're absolute flying um, Queen's Park uh, got a good team there no doubt about it a lot of people going about yeah they've got a decent budget but listen they've got good players um, I know that that helps so it's listen it's a, a tough one for us they're flying high but listen, it's at Fir Hill, good wee stadium. The surface is good. 
Um, so look forward to that on Sunday Patrick Thistle special weekend for them Mark because it's 50 years to the day yeah. since they won the League Cup against Kenny Dalglish and Co Patrick Thistle beating Celtic 4-1 at the time so I hear they're wearing retro strips yeah. uh, in, in the match against Dunfermline yeah brilliant uh, funny I was talking to, to Kenny Dalglish about it uh, earlier on today, say that uh, again oh, oh, hold that again right, hold on <laughs> clang <laughs> Mark so, like, who are you speaking to today oh, sorry, I have to say I always remember I get a great piece of advice from from somebody said it was Al Pacino told me never to then drop. But anyway, hey, so, hey, hey. so uh, no, we were speaking about it and uh, we were reliving the, the the memory of it. But you know, you think the for Patrick Thistle um, fifty years ago to, to win and four up after thirty seven minutes, Paul David McParland's team. So brilliant! Mm-hmm. It, it's always great to see the smaller clubs having their moment you know we know Celtic and Rangers are, are, are the dominant clubs that's the way it's always been that's the way it will continue to be but when your, your Patrick Thistles come out and do something um, like that it's it's pretty special when you think you know Alan Ruff playing in goals for Patrick Thistle as a, as a kid probably a teenager at the time and then yeah, you think 19. of the career that he goes on to, to, to have that, the springboard that that, that, that gave Ruffy um, for the next 20 years as a as a top goalkeeper and a, a couple of World Cups with Scotland so or three World Cups in fact so um, no um, brilliant absolutely brilliant what a what a, a day that was for Patrick Ruffy's told me all about this yeah. and I write a few nights so does he mention it yeah. yeah he just mentions it a few times three World Cups see his pins yeah. his pins always 1971 yep. isn't it it's the easiest thing apparently that's what people who work with him say it you check the phone it's 1971 <laughs> allegedly well, Ruffy will be He's some, he was some keeper but can you imagine that Patrick Thistle beating Celtic yeah, with Kenny Dalglish three, three European Cup winners in yep. Celtic starting lineup, and Jim Craig was was on the bench yep. Tommy Gemmell Bobby Murdoch Jimmy Johnson in the starting lineup for Celtic that wow. afternoon Jimmy Johnson played as well yep wow Barry will there be a, a cup shock like that again this year you know there was last year in that you know Rangers will wish they'd got there but the, that's the beauty of the cup isn't it I mean St Johnson winning yeah, it twice you, last year like to see it. exactly you just took the words out of my mouth there St Johnson double winners yep. and deservedly so uh, they had to go and obviously go to Ibrox um, in, in the, the quarter final and uh, get a great result and it's listen it's good to see because it's predominantly always Rangers and Celtic so when the smaller clubs go and, do, uh, go and win a cup um, domestically it's always good to see Did you ever have a cup shocker? Any of no your, I was no. lucky enough no no, no we had um, I think it was Queen of the South uh, it was a tough one Close. Yep, close yep, one. Um, final at Hampton. Final yep. Hampton. Mm-hmm. But what was the one? What was the laugh that you guys always have with we and Durant when when there was it Paul Le Guin when it all happened with Paul Le Guin and Durant he took charge. Your game was it a cup game at Dunfermline or something yeah, like that. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, Durant he's won oh, the game. And what happened? Lost, I think Dunfermline. Lost, I, yeah. what, and I think Durant he's been getting ripped about it, doesn't he? Yeah, because he brought me straight back into the team <laughs> and he blamed me. <laughs> Did everyone at home get that one? I'm not quite sure we got it. We'll maybe do that uh, later for the podcast. No, he, he got sacked and Durante took over his caretaker. Oh, man, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Uh, we went to East End Park yeah. and we got beat with Dunfermline. And I, I felt for Durante because, listen, that was oh. that must have been a brilliant day for him, a proud day for us managing. But just sadly, we, we, we didn't get the result. And um, he gave me one of the looks <laughs> that day. Yeah. What a player he was. Uh, listen, what you're I was is, lucky enough to... Yeah to watching Durant yeah. as a young kid uh, breaking through with my, my brother mm-hmm. and um, 
Listen, I don't like going back and saying what happened with the injury because uh-huh. um, he, he still went on to have a brilliant career uh, but he was he was something else at 17, 18 years of age. Amazing. Last night, Rangers, Europa League, no points when they went into the game. 2-0 win. Here's the manager afterwards. I thought we deserved the victory. I thought our performance and, and with the crowd behind us, I thought we were really strong tonight, both both sides of the game in and out of possession. I thought we played with a lot of control and style and we could have maybe got another couple of goals you know, Scott Arfield's unlucky there when he's at the bar Buffs had a couple of chances but all in all I think the players deserve praise it was a strong performance Here's Joe Rebo about the performance You know how important the result was we needed it to kickstart our European campaign so we just knew how important it was and it was a really nice feeling being out there it's up there with the, one of the best performances this season so Hopefully we can just keep that going and push on from now on. And what about the performance of, uh, well, the guy who got the second goal, Kemar Roof? Kemar comes off the bench at the weekend. We obviously had to put him on the bench because of his journey uh, and the travel and the jet lag, but he nearly comes on and wins us the game. He always gets chances. He's in the right place. He's got a lot of experience. He's in the prime years of his career now, but I'm sure he'll agree with me. They're the nice ones from the forward. Normally you'd have to work an awful lot harder to, to get off the mark. Buffs unlucky with the header. Maybe he should have scored and took the 100. But Kamar will get a lot of goals like that for us because we create chances around the goal frame a lot. Kamar Roof, Barry. More to come from him if he stays yeah, fit. It, yeah, exactly. He, he just needs a, a run of games. Um, obviously, I, I think he would have played, no doubt, against Hearts, but obviously the, the journey, um, as the manager just mentioned, yeah, um, long journey, jet lag or whatever. But I, w- I would just like to see him go and play 10, 12, 15 games um, on the trot, because I think he's, he's certainly um, a top player in my... He had a lot of problems over at Anderlecht injury-wise, and it's been pretty stop start for him since he's been at Rangers but he is a key player for Rangers just the problem is keeping him fit Mark your take on Kemar Roof yeah he's a, he's a top player um, Paul but, but that's exactly the, the, the thing it's just about him staying fit and, and, and getting a uh, getting a rhythm you know you look back in his career he's been very unfortunate uh, with injuries but Rangers still brought him in paid a fee for him he's on a big contract um, but I think he's he's good you know he's, he's got it in his locker and I think probably from his point of view, I think if he was allowed to, to have that run, I think you'd see him going to another level. I think he's got that in his locker, Paul. To, but it, just between injury and maybe Morelos get the head of him, and, and even though I know he's not an out and out, num- uh, out, and out number nine, um, but I think he's just been unlucky with injury, but no doubt a top player. And Rangers, uh, many feel they should have had another goal when Arebo was through. It should have been a penalty. Here's the manager speaking about VAR. L- listen, I, I'm in favour of VAR and I think it'll improve as we go along. But I think tonight's evidence that they don't get everything perfectly right because they've missed the Stonewall penalty. I think anyone who's, who lo- loves football, if you watch that, I thought at the time it was a pen and now I've seen it four or five times. I'm 100% convinced it was a pen. So VAR missed one, unfortunately. Yeah, it's got us. Good and bad points. I'm all for it. Look with the goal, obviously Roof's goal, clearly onside, and then you go and you, you see the penalty. And I was the same. I watched it two or three times. I'm thinking, why is VAR not not giving that as a, a penalty? It was clear that he struck um, Aribo's foot. Um, so I was I was baffled why it wasn't given as uh, given as a as a penalty. Any excuse? Why why didn't they give it? Straight. I, I honestly don't know. I, I thought I thought it was a stone waller. Mark, something lost in translation. Yeah, it, it looked like a penalty. Uh, again, you know, baffled. I, I definitely thought it was uh, was a chance for sure. VAR, but do we want it? I think overall yeah, we still do. Yeah, yeah. I think Mark made a, a brilliant point right at the start of the show. Our leagues were forty million pound. 
and you need the big decisions and getting made correctly and we need to give the referees help um, as we said I think the referees are desperate to get it in and I'm all for it listen it's got its good and bad points it's going to improve as it goes on anyway over the next um, few years just hopefully we can get it in here let's hope so what do you think give us a call 0808 17 17 700 this weekend it's show racism the red card so I mean Scotland has done well and the teams all take the knee or certainly you know, they acknowledge that they want to kick out all kinds of racism. Ange Postacoglu spoke about it today. It is, you know, an important issue. I mean, we had our own sort of issue earlier in the year and um, I like the fact that it was dealt with swiftly. As I said at the time, for me, there's no more grey areas in this issue. It's it's pretty much an area where people know right from wrong. Um, you know, it's it's not a problem that's isolated to football, but I think what football's doing really well is, you know, it's highlighting it. What we know is that, you know, every week there are eyes on our games and and particularly here in Scotland where I think you know the players deserve credit you know they all take the knee before the game and and supporters acknowledge that that's a that's a constant reminder if people still need one uh, the issue still being around and how it should be dealt with Mark are we handling it well yeah I, mean, I think you know as Ange Postecoglou said there yeah as well as can be expected but there's always room for improvement across the board you know from from our own uh, governing bodies from PFA Scotland from players from individual football clubs from society in general from football fans we can always do better Paul we're a long way from the finished article but we are making progress Barry yeah listen I think uh, one one thing I will say about show racism and Ed Card I think they do a brilliant job but I don't think they get enough backing or enough funding Um, that has been an issue Mm -hmm. you've heard them speak about it Um, and I I agree with Posta Coglu I thought the Kyogo incident bang it was done within a day or two and that's the way it should be done but it just worries me we're ever going to get rid of it because I'm, I'm sick it's so many things that I see that go on it, it just um, I don't know it just saddens me mm-hmm. and Eastern Europe has a really poor track record as we know guys haven't they and uh, UEFA don't seem to cover themselves in glory and nah. they, they turn a, a blind eye they're, they're not decisive enough they're not consistent enough you know as a governing body and, and it always comes around Paul it really comes to the fore at every international break so we've got one coming up again and you're going to find three or four nations again are going to let themselves down we could probably put the kettle on for which nations it's going to be but UEFA are just not strong enough when it comes to things like that I think they're far too weak and it affects the players so badly. It must be horrendous if you are racially abused or you know sectarian abuse or whatever. It's a horrible thing. Yeah, I was watching a thing on Sky. It was a non-league player. Um, his team. Uh-huh. He get racially abused, and his team agreed to walk off. Good. And um, the the league authorities uh, are punishing the team for walking off. You're kidding. No. Yeah. I'm a manager. Mm. Have I heard or seen one of my players getting racially abused? If they felt it was right to walk off, I would support that. So you would say 100% behind the players? Yeah, I would yep. leave it up to them. Right. And if they made a joint decision, I would I would back that. Because I'm getting sick of it, like everybody. Mm. It just happens, as Mark mentioned there, every international or every week you're hearing something. When is it ever going to stop? Barry Ferguson calling it out. And quite rightly, Mark, isn't it? And that's powerful. Show racism the red card and Barry just did that there and I hope other managers um, would follow but it's especially you know there are so many things go wrong um, but in Scotland I think we're doing well on the racism we, yeah, we yeah, are calling it out yeah, we're not standing we're, for it yeah we're, we're, we're getting there Paul yeah. the, let's say that there's progress 
but there's a long way to go mm-hmm. but there is progress and, and, and I think Barry's point as well more money needs to be put into it more money needs to be put into education and more money needs to put into raising awareness about it you know it can't just be a couple of times a year when it's show racism the red card weekend or we just react because a certain country or a certain team has to do so we need to be consistent we need to hammer the message home every week on these kind of platforms football clubs everywhere it can't just be every now and again that's not good enough and don't punish a team for walking off if there's a genuine case and they support their player yep outrageous okay We'll be back after the news and in the second hour we're going to look at, uh, well, what's coming up tomorrow and Sunday. Fantastic weekend ahead. We'll be talking about Scotland women's there in action in, well, less than two hours' time against Hungary and also looking south of the border where this weekend Manchester United against Liverpool. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Online, on the phone or at the dealership in Darnley, Glasgow. Let's go, go. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Go Radio Football Show. The weekend has started. Barry Ferguson is in the house. Mark Guidi too. Paul Cooney. And lots of your calls coming in. Here's some traffic coming in. The M74 southbound at Hamilton. Absolutely chock-a-block as we know often happens. Especially on a Friday. And also at the retail park at Asda. It's absolutely oh. chock-a-block. I know it well. Yep. Yep. It's always busy. Every single day. If you can avoid it. Okay. So the M74 itself is really busy. Southbound. And also the retail park. So if you get into CG James Bond there you'll have to uh, leave early it's a bit late to say that now <laughs> if you want to get there leave at five <laughs> breaking news there Mark. I thought you were about to say if you're going to see James Bond <laughs> <laughs> well you could too the palace I don't think it's open anymore is it no it's Barry? the rock now is it the rock? the rock right ok we're serving Glasgow in the west and the whole of the world here but uh, mainly Hamilton it's the Go Radio Football Show it's going to be some weekend we are looking forward to the matches so Aberdeen against Hibs Celtic St Johnson Dundee United Motherwell Hearts Dundee Ross County Livingston and that's just the Premiership and then on Sunday there's Queen's Park up against Barry's Alloa and at 12 high noon St Mirren against Rangers where it went wrong for Rangers last year in the in the, the League Cup so you can take nothing for granted yep and um, it's always a tough place to go St Mern. Um I, I, I think I've watched St Mern a couple of times this season Paul and Jim's got good players Jim's got a good team great result going up to Dingwall last week against Ross County um, so that that'll be a that'll be a tough one for Rangers because um, St Mern will have confidence um, obviously Rangers playing last night so let, St Mern will fancy their chances they're at home but Rangers need to go there and, and continue their, their good form. 
We've got to get your predictions in all the games. Can I ask you both, though? They're saying in England it's the biggest uh, derby in football. Liverpool Man U or Man U against Liverpool as it is. They're already there at the ground getting ready with Friday night football. Mark, your view, first of all. Liverpool. Uh, no, listen, Man it's a, a mouth watering game, um, Paul. I don't think it's the the most uh, vociferous derby um, out there. We've obviously got our, our, our own one um, up here. I think if you speak to people down south, they'll say that Man U Leeds is probably more tastier in terms mm-hmm. of the, the rivalry and, and you know you know between the, the, the sets of supporters. In terms of football, what's going on at the moment? Um, Man U Liverpool's a, a mouth watering prospect. Ronaldo against Salah, Solskjaer mm-hmm feeling the heat but I think Liverpool looking at the current form looking at the way they are I fancy Liverpool to, to win the game Paul with a bit to spare I just think they've got far too much for Man U Barry what, what about the match itself how much do you enjoy Man U Liverpool yeah two great teams we felt their squads filled with, with great players um, but it doesn't touch the old firm game for atmosphere Paul I don't care what anybody says I'm not just saying that because I'm from the west of Scotland and I, I've, I've played in plenty of them um, I know for a fact when people that have brought up from England and elsewhere were just in awe of the occasion and the noise and what type of atmosphere it was um, so who, did, who did you bring up go and tell us and go radio give us I'm one oh, come on give us like a, if you we guess too, you know like, I mean? <laughs> oh, he's only mentioned Al Pacino <laughs> Kenny Douglas yeah. I've never met Al Pacino quietly. <laughs> just some famous footballers yeah. who I played with um, always asked me each club I went to and that was the first time uh, first thing they always asked me when I walked into that dressing room was get us to an old firm game mm-hmm. want to go to an old firm game and when you take them uh, I spent the game just looking at them at the start of it and they just couldn't believe mm-hmm. the, the, the noise and the atmosphere that game created so for me nothing beats an old firm game because you would see them coming up with a baseball hat wouldn't they Mark they would often come up you know Wayne Rooney was up Stephen Gerrard I think you know in his days at Liverpool yeah. uh, you'd see lots of them coming up with a baseball cap but they wanted to savour the atmosphere yeah. of and the, the yeah. problem I had was because it's pretty split you've got Rangers and Celtic fans down there um, that was their, their Scottish team so it was a bit of a nightmare <laughs> trying to get trying to get tickets um, yeah. and when we stayed in the hotel there was two minibuses that came Celtic Rangers Aye, went, way. Yep, yeah. they went um, opposite ways uh, and then we would meet up after it but they, they just couldn't believe um, just couldn't believe the game couldn't believe uh, the noise and the build up to it it was because uh, we always I took them a couple hours before the game just to let them sample it uh, and they just couldn't believe the amount of people that were there did you take them to a couple of bars on the way to if it was at Ibrox did you yeah, take, take them basically no because it was always 12 o'clock kick off of course so. yeah a wee coffee yeah, we had a couple yeah. of shared bits yeah. in the hotel before we, <laughs> we went in the, yeah. the mini buses um, but no they, they loved it they just um, and that was the chat for weeks and weeks after it just um what Glasgow was like, what the nightlife was like. We need to bottle this though and get better sponsorship deals and bigger TV deals as well, don't we? And it's abroad. We need to try and get people to see uh, more of our game as well, Mark, because that's the way that we can get the wages up for the players right throughout, right down the pyramid. Yeah. You know, if it's right at the top, we spoke earlier about championship wages for the top players there, 40, 50 grand a week. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous money, but we, we just can't look at that for anybody. The top players in Scotland don't earn. I, I, I think, look, I'm not saying it's easy to go and negotiate with Sky or, or, or with BT or you know Premier Sports however it's going to be but I do think we undersell our product Paul I, I really do um, now I know that you could argue that Sky's pretty much the only show in town and I think 
Sky are, are fair and as I said a couple of weeks ago as well our clubs need to give more back yeah. to Sky um, you know they really do they need to be, be, be better um, at it um, but when you think like down the road it's like something like I think an average Paul the deal's worth about 10, 11, 12 million quid per game mm-hmm. down the road we, we, we do you know we, we, are, we, we get that um, what was, what's the deal is it 50, 40 million a year or yeah. something like that it's, you know it doesn't about compare that, that, but yeah. you know it, it's that you look you, you, know, you look at what other stations um, TV channels you know put in and you know certain presenters earn more in a year than what they put into Scottish football mm-hmm. and certain things so no we 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 need to be better at it. We need to be more dynamic. We need to be more forward thinking. We need to break new territory. We need to be tougher round the negotiating table. All those things because we do have a good, and even out with Celtic Rangers, yeah. we do have a good product. You know, we, we really do. And I think we should be getting more. Who's going to get the win bonus? <laughs> if they need a win bonus at this weekend, is it going to be Man U? Ronaldo or is it going to be Mo Salah, Firmino etc the, the Liverpool team who's going to win Liverpool win the game for me away from home yes yeah. Liverpool Con- uh, confident and, and yeah, scoreline very line. confident um, I think they win by a couple of goals Liverpool uh, I just think they've they've got um, all round better players they're, they're more of a team they, they know each other inside out and for me Liverpool I actually watched the Man United game mm-hmm. um, on the night against uh, Atlanta um, and Atlanta I should two say. down yeah. yeah they were two down they, they were dead and buried but fair play to Ollie's we obviously went in at half time and had a few choice words to say and they came out and Man United were brilliant they made a few changes early into the, the second half and it was a brilliant game but for me Liverpool we'll talk Newcastle later because uh, since we last uh, saw both of you obviously the manager has gone uh, interim charge tomorrow Graham Jones but who is going to come I see that Stephen Gerrard sort of brushed it off yesterday uh, I don't know if there's anything new to say on it Rangers fans obviously don't want to see him go and I think Scottish football in general you'd want him to stay in Scotland he's a great focus for attention on our game Mark yeah I mean you always want to see managers see out a season um, you know you look at the, the Celtic fans I don't think a lot of them have, have uh, forgiven, you know, Brendan Rodgers even four years on or whatever it was, three years on for for, for leaving the club uh, in February. Mm-hmm. Although I, I yeah. totally got why um, he left, but I think it would be the same for for Rangers. You don't want to see Stephen Gerrard leaving mid-season. It looks as though Paul he's kind of slipped out the kind of main focus now. It looks as though they're going to look um, maybe down south. They have, I think it's on record they have interviewed Paolo Fonseca. Mm-hmm the former Roma manager who was very, very close to getting the Spurs job and the someone Eddie Howe's name's not going away Frank Lampard's name's mm-hmm. not going away I even heard a suggestion that given the predicament that, that Newcastle are in just now Roy Hodgson even getting a mention you know, just for that short term uh, fix to make sure that they, that they don't get relegated so it'll be interesting to see who their, their appointment is Back here for this weekend then let's uh, look to our own games let's look to St Mirren against Rangers here's Stephen Gerrard's squad update after last night's win 2-0 against Bronby Give Leon every chance for the weekend he's not ruled out just yet he's still a doubt because he left the pitch we, we'll, we'll assess him as the day goes along so we'll make a really late decision on that one but it's probably 50-50 where we stand the rest have come through fine it's also a big day for Ryan Jack because he's back with the team for the first time today in seven months so that's a, a big plus for us hopefully he can um, push on now and push through we can get some 11 v 11 work in his legs and he can be back with the team in the next couple of weeks hopefully so that's good news on Ryan Jack and first of all though he spoke about Balogun as well 
well. What about Ryan Jack, Barry? Yeah, delighted to hear that that news. He's been close. He's been doing a lot of hard work over the last two or th- uh, two or three weeks, like doing like a a, a pre-season. Um, so brilliant to hear that he's back and amongst the the group. Because uh, for me, I, I, I've said it previous times, Paul. Um, I thought when Rangers signed him, he'd be more of a squad player. But he's he's um, he's been excellent for Rangers. I've got to be honest with you. And, I, I think he's he's so important to Rangers as is Scotland as well because uh, I think uh, Stevie Clark rates him highly so great news I don't think they'll rush him back I think it'll be two or three weeks before you actually see him on the grass um, playing a game but brilliant news and I'm sure the Rangers fans are delighted with that Here's Gordon a Rangers fan on the line Hi Gordon, good evening How you doing Gordon? can't hear him at the moment we'll come back to him in a moment or two um, good news about Ryan Jack yeah. there's been so many really terrific players but not many of his calibre missing by Rangers and maybe that's been part of the you know the, the stuttering that happened earlier in the season what about Balligan uh, last night did well and the manager that's who he was speaking about at the beginning there yeah I think um, you know Balligan and, and Goldson possibly the, the managers preferred partnership although Hollander can, can can do a job of course but he's uh, I think he's still injured but on, on Ryan Jack Paul I think he's a future captain of Rangers I think he's a, a natural successor to James um, Tavernier and also when you think for Ryan Jack pers- on a personal level for him as a footballer he's been out for eight months you know he missed the title running after doing so much to help Rangers win the title um, and he missed the Euros with Scotland after being such an important part um, of Steve Clark's squad so he'll come back um, as determined as any player in Scottish football to go and make uh, an impact that, that must have been a hard couple of months for him horrible yeah missing the, the title running obviously missing the Euros because I thought he was a dead cert to obviously been in the, in the Scotland squad so it's been a tough time for him but listen he's seen light at the end of the tunnel now he's back on the grass and hopefully we'll see him back on the pitch in a, a few weeks Hi Gordon that's great news isn't it Ryan Jack back training today with the team Aye that's brilliant I'm, I'm happy he's uh, back on the grass and that was Getting a bit worried for a while. There's, there's just the constant press conferences. I, I don't know how many press conferences I heard Stephen Gerrard saying. I think Ryan Jack's a couple of weeks away, and he kept saying it was starting to get a bit like Jordan Rossiter with the old seventy ten days thing. But it's good to actually see him back, and he's been. I, I think you can see he's chatting with a bit to yeah. to get back and play. <laughs> Gordon, did I hear you on a few nights for the past? Uh, oh, wasn't it? You come back, aye. yeah. Brilliant. Gordon, did I hear you a few nights ago before the game? You were speaking with Barry. So, yeah. what do you he's want a, to say? Yeah. Covid. Yep. How are you feeling? There's Barry's checking on you. Hi. No, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I think um, the tomorrow's my my last day of isolation. So, ah, it's been all right. I'm I'm feeling a lot better now. So, throat better. Recovering. It's a throat better. Aye. A lot, it was better I was, but I was, uh, I was shouting quite loud at the last night so. uh, you must be alright yeah. then yeah you are not bad eh? you can tell your friends Barry Ferguson not only is he watching all the games he's on here in Go Radio he's got aloes getting them ready for the game on Sunday but he remembers you had Covid and checking how the throat is so how is it after yeah, last night yeah indeed so are you pleased about last night's performance I very pleased I, I, I that, that was much more like Rangers performance and um, as I said last night on the phone, I said um, to to John as well. I, the reason we we were struggling to put performances together, obviously, was the uh, the consistency of players and that, and then obviously Balogun with that injury last night. So I'm just hoping it's not too serious because last night was much more like a, a Rangers performance, especially in Europe. And I think everybody uh, made a good account of themselves last night. Um, 
Alfredo maybe not so much but he'll get there and you could see he really wasn't happy with himself when he came after the part but I thought Joe Aribo was absolutely outstanding um, I think I think he's still got levels to go I think he can get better and better he's, he's big he's strong just Sometimes it's, it's as if he's getting glue, the, where the ball's stuck to his foot with glue, just the way he glides in and out and the way he can pick out passes and that. So I, I was delighted. It was it was much better and it wasn't as nervy, obviously, with the, the couple of wee slip-ups. Um, I thought Borna Barisic didn't have the kind of best of games either. And I don't know if Barry will remember, but before the old firm game I was on, and I'd say is, I don't think Barsi had merited always in his place. <laughs> And I really think with how good he'd been playing in that, and I think I, I, I think I'd be putting him back in the start of eleven in front of Borna Barisic. But other than that, I can't really complain. We've we done well. We've got the three points as I said last night. It was a must win, and we won it. Can't ask for much more than that. Barry, what would you say? About Bassey, for example, does yeah, he deserve? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'd be disappointed because I've, I've got to be honest with you. When I, I watched when Bassey came into the team, I, I thought he was he was excellent. He was um, on song. Yeah, he he was um, really strong and physical. We all know that because he's a big boy. But what I thought um, that stuck out for me, and he certainly improved on, was his final ball. He'd, he was he'd whipped in some great crosses. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure he'd be disappointed, but. Well, I think Steven Gerrard's went back to the experience of eh, Barisic um, but I don't think he, he's similar to a couple I don't think he's hitting the, the dizzy heights as he did um, last season um, but listen he's still a he's still a quality player Barisic but do you know what it wouldn't surprise me if Balogun's fit to play hopefully in, in Sunday don't be surprised if Bassi slips into that left back area Here's the manager speaking about the player you mentioned first, Alfredo Morelos. Well, I think it'll come. All strikers at these landmarks, 50, 100, 150, even more, the top strikers. I think when you you want out, you, you maybe play a little bit tense, uh, play with a little bit, bit of anxiety around the goal. I think you've seen that in the last couple of games. He just needs to relax and believe in himself, keep getting in the right places, and I'm sure he'll smash 100 and smash 150. They'll keep coming because he's a top player. His all-round game tonight was OK. A little bit looser times, but he's certainly done a decent job for the team. Mark, what do you feel about the way he's handling him? He was having a bit of a go the other day, and today, yeah. encouraging him. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think it's it's right. I think it's clear to see the evidence is there that he is a bit anxious um, because it is a massive milestone. You know, to go and score a hundred goals for for Rangers in what four years um, is really good going. And um, you know, if he did take all these chances, he'd probably be nudging towards a hundred and fifty. Um, already, you know, so he, he's missed a few. Um, but they as well. all do, but, don't but, they? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But he, he, the thing is, he, he is still getting there. He's still um, being a part. Of, I just think he's got, he's got more to come. I, I think that he's he's got to show. It's almost as if he's 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 not showing the necessary appetite sometimes this season, um, Paul. And I don't know if that stems from not getting a pre-season. Like I said, I was very disappointed he wasn't back for the Malmo game. You know, a forty million game. Um, and, and, and and you know he, he wasn't back in time should have been back sooner um, but he's, he, he's here now um, he's still the main Rangers number 9 he's still the match winner the main match winner um, at the club and the best way for him to go and do it if he starts the game on Sunday and Paisley is to go and get that 100th goal and help Rangers to 3 points but I think Barry I agree with him it's going to be a tough game if Rangers are not on it on Sunday they won't win the game because St Mirren are, are, are absolutely more than tidy on their own own patch Jim Goodwin is really getting things going there um, now. Gordon do you agree with that Sunday could be tough Aye, so it's always a tough game when you go through to Paisley 
Uh, any, any game really we got uh, every team kind of steps up against us and um, we've had a fair uh, few decent but hard ties at uh, St Mung Park and they're a good team as you say they've, they've got a really good squad for, for where they are and the budget they've got in that and, but I think like for last night as I've been saying before we usually take decent European performances and uh, put that towards our domestic form and I think last night that I gave the full squad a really big boost of confidence and as Mark was just saying there about Alfredo um, I, I mentioned that last night I don't know if mm-hmm. that's what's been in Alfredo's head he's anxious to get past that, that landmark but I, I think once he gets that goal he'll, he'll start hitting top form he'll rock you on yeah. see, you could see B's face last night when he was uh, sitting in the stands yeah. he, he wasn't happy and you'd prefer that I'd rather he was sitting there moody and annoyed with himself because you can tell he cares and it will come from and yep. he's got fashion Sakala they're pushing him fair enough he didn't score last night but fashion Sakala's fast he gets his seller into good, good uh, positions and that and He's, he's not been here long I, th- I think he's another player That will come on And uh, do well for us Because he showed last night Even The yep. keeper made I, I, I don't think enough people Give that keeper credit For how good that save was Last night The way he stuck his left hand out To, to save that physical A magnificent save wasn't it Gordon before we go to the break What's your scoreline Sunday At St Mirren Park As you called it quite correctly What's your scoreline I'm, I'm, I'm not getting a scoreline because oh. every time I did I got it wrong and last night I did name my one so I'm just going to say oh, one and I'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you Let's go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi loads of your calls coming in as well as we get right into the weekend now the game will be underway in just over an hour's time Scotland against Hungary it's a big game for Scotland's women Barry would you expect them to take yeah, the points? Yeah they've had a few good wins yep. Paul um, watched their last couple of games uh, some exciting stuff they're playing with the new manager so yeah I fully expect the Scotland women to, to win tonight Our own Joe Henry will be there so we'll have uh, news it was good to hear Erin Cuff earlier on and they did so much for Scotland a couple of years ago didn't they when they were doing well under Shelley Kerr yes. and when we couldn't buy a win for the men's team and they forged ahead for Scotland took us to a major tournament so we hope they, they can do it again Yeah, got to the, the, the World Cup uh, finals in France um, Paul and it was a great achievement as you say by, by Shelley Kerr uh, and, the, and the players I was at the game at, at Hamden took a youngest daughter for the, the sort of send-off game and it was a great atmosphere but it was heartbreaking how it ended you know, was it three 0 up to Argentina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to allow you know to to to, to penalise um, the goalkeeper a couple of times that was absolutely shocking um, for the for the penalty stuff. But um, over over the the piece, I think Scotland's women's team are doing the country proud, and I think they'll get a result tonight against Hungary. Well, we look at this weekend's card then, and we'll look at the table. Rangers on top after the nine games; they are on twenty points. Hearts just one point behind. Uh, after that late goal last week they're in 19 Dundee United third position on 17 points I don't think anyone predicted that middle of October uh, late October Celtic on 20 on 16 points after the nine games then Hibs on 15 Motherwell on 14 St Mirren on 13 St Johnson on 9 Aberdeen on 8 Livy on 7 Dundee on 6 and Ross County on on three points. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu looking forward to the games and the schedule because remember next week there's Rangers Aberdeen and Hibs Celtic and that's midweek. 
loads of games coming up. Like most managers, I certainly like working with the players at training. And sometimes you feel when there's so many games, you're not able to sort of continually work on the process of, of getting us to play our football and helping them individually. You're trying to develop and learn through, you know, matches and playing games. Now, obviously, that's a lot easier when things are going well because, you know, you're not, you're really only sort of focusing on, on the performances rather than whether people's confidence is down or, or morale may be down, those kind of things. So, um, yeah, from that perspective, it, it, it is good that um, we've got a lot of games, um, but you know, there's always a part of me that, that kind of doesn't mind the fact every now and then just to be able to work with the players. And that's why the international window was good for us. Um, although we didn't have many here, uh, the ones we did have here, we could put some good work into them. It's going to be a match of the day tomorrow, Celtic against St. Johnson. St. Johnson, always difficult, Barry. How do you feel about that game tomorrow? Yeah, well, it, that was a result I never seen coming last week. Livingston going to mm-hmm. St. Johnson and, and winning three uh, 0 um, and Celtic are in a good bit of form. I can't see past Celtic, Paul. If I'm being honest with you, I think they'll be uh, too strong for St. Johnson. Too strong, Juranovic. Do you think he'll come back into the team tomorrow, Mark, for Celtic? I, I think if if, if Ange Postecoglou and Postecoglou rather believes that, that that he's got that level of required fitness, then I think he, he would do it. I don't think he'll take um, any gambles. Um, no, Paul could well be he, he's on the bench, but uh, going by what I've heard, I would, I'd imagine that Juranovic will start the game. Here's the squad update. Everyone had a clean bill of health, so they'll go through that well, so no issues there. And Juranovic uh, has uh, trained and he's uh, back and available. And uh, McCarthy's trained as well, so he's fit and available. So um, it, it pretty much means that Forrest, uh, Julian and, and Taylor are not currently uh, sort of available for selection. Well, Celtic want to win back the title. They want to stay in touch with Rangers. And Joe Hart, the keeper, is talking about a title-winning focus. Um, focusing on you, focusing on the stuff that you can control, um, not letting other things creep into what, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to um, achieve. I think it's a pretty clear message throughout the years that there's only so much you can you can impact, so much you can influence. So f- focus your energy on that and, and yeah, leave the rest to however it's going to be. Mark, so Celtic could go within a point of Rangers for at least 24 hours. What do you think will happen tomorrow? I think, you know, Celtic will take a bit of stopping, you know, middle to front, they are really good, you know, I say that I think defensively there's still a bit of, of, of fragility there, um, St Johnson will look to bounce back after the disappointing um, performance um, and result uh, against Livingston, I think St Johnson just got off to a bad start and, and never really covered, but they still have really good players and they will be back on it tomorrow, I'm sure. And, and, and one thing that St. Johnston have shown under Callum Davison, if, if you beat, if you want to beat St. Johnston, you need to be right on it. You need to work hard to beat them. So Celtic will do that. But, you know, 55, 60,000 there tomorrow. I think it will be an absolutely brilliant game. As you say, game of the day, um, Paul, it will be an absolute cracker. He's the former England goalkeeper. How many? 75 caps. But he's yeah. paid tribute to somebody who's desperate to play for Scotland. We thought he was unlucky to be dropped the other week uh, from the pool. Santa Clark. No, I know that obviously we're going to have a tough game against him. He lifted a couple um, of domestic trophies last season, so he's obviously in a good vein of form. I know that to get in that Scotland team, there's some strong keepers. Um, you know, plenty of people vying for that number one, and probably feel like they're they're very close to it. And he's certainly one of them. But um, yeah, we're going to look to we're going to look to test him tomorrow, and obviously I'll see firsthand, um, and I'll probably have a better opinion by the end of that. Up against Jota and Kyogo, it could be a busy afternoon. What do you make of the goalkeeper, Sander Clark? I like him. I, I, I've always says that um, I've su- I'm, I've been sorry, I should say, surprised that he's not been included um, over the last couple of years in the Scotland squad. Great to see him uh, get included, uh, but I'm sure he'd be disappointed in the last squad. He was um, obviously left out. Um, 
I like him. I've always liked him. I think he's been a massive part. He watched Johnson uh, certainly achieved last last year by winning the double. Um, seen him plenty of times. And look, by all accounts, I don't know him personally. I've just bumped into him a couple of times. Seems, seems a just like a normal goalkeeper. You know, what I mean, grounded. Um, just one of the ones where sometimes I don't know whether I'm going to say that's right, but I'm yeah. not right in the head. Um, that's what it comes is. across as. But listen, he's a fine keeper, fine short stopper, and um, he'll come up against a fair test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We obviously the the front three Celtic because obviously Jota and Kyogo, uh, Kyogo are on real good form. So. Callum will be hoping that Big Xander's on form tomorrow. Where else do you get, you know, in a city with these two clubs, a 3.30 kick-off on a work day, Mark, um, as a former keeper as well, maybe you've got the same kind of traits as Xander Clark and uh, many other keepers, but it was some turnout, wasn't it? Over 50,000. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, It was great. It must have been a, a couple of sick notes, um, granted <laughs> a couple of uh, workplaces and a, a couple of kids maybe just... Um, Dodging a couple of lessons on Tuesday afternoon, but um, yeah, it was a great turnout, good atmosphere. Important for Celtic to win the game. You know, those who were inside Celtic Park or watching at the telly, they were treated to a couple of special goals. You know, some, some really silky, slick football um, from Celtic, and they'll be looking to reproduce that from yesterday. But just listen to Joe Hart. Then I know Barry was a teammate of Joe's at, at Birmingham City, you know, twelve, thirteen years ago, but. When I, listening there, you can just tell Paul, and I haven't really heard them speaking to be honest um, uh, recently. Is that he's a calming influence. Mm-hmm. You can tell he'll be good in that dressing room. He'll be good at when it really comes to it, when it's getting down to it. He will not panic. He'll set a standard. You can tell as well that he's he sounds like he speaks like a coach. He knows a goalkeeper. You can imagine taking them, the, the younger ones under his wing, speaking to them, organising them. So we, we spoke at length about Callum McGregor earlier in the programme and what he brings to, to, to Celtic. But I bet Callum McGregor, having lost Scott Brown, will be absolutely thrilled to have someone like Joe Hart beside him on a day-to-day basis. Such an important signing for the club. We spoke about Conor Goldson and you know his influence. Obviously, Tavernier's the captain, Stephen Davis. Uh, well, he's the most experienced player. You need these leaders, don't you? I did say it, Paul, when all the talk was Joe Hart could mm-hmm. be coming to uh, Celtic. I was in a dressing room uh, with him for over a, a season. Um, albeit he was only I think he was 23 at the time when he came from Man City on loan but you could tell even then big character said his bit if things weren't going right he wasn't scared to say anything at, uh, at half time or, or after the game um, and it's, I've always followed his, his career obviously he went, back to, he went back to Man City from Birmingham and went on to be a top keeper as you mentioned earlier on 75 caps for England some of the clubs he's played at he's had a difficult couple of years there's no doubt about it and what I liked about Big Joe is it would have been easy for him to stay down at Tottenham yeah. sit on the bench pick up uh, probably treble with what he's getting at Celtic so he's looked at it and thought no do you know what the last three four years of my career I want to go and play and um, he's come up here and I bet you he'll be he'll be shocked at the standard as well because quite a lot of players that do come down from England that come up to Scotland there's a lot of good players up here it's tough not as easy as people make out certainly when you go away from home um, but like, I had no doubt in my mind that uh, Celtic were, were signing a, a top goalkeeper and when I knew him for that season he was a, a top guy as well 
big influence at Celtic and you reckon Celtic will win tomorrow yep. is that pressure then on Rangers if they're just one point behind them going into the game on Sunday ah, listen you know it's going to happen throughout the season Paul Rangers will play first then Celtic mm. um, a couple of hours later or the next day that's just the way it is you've just got to focus on on what's in front of you as, as Joe says um, and listen if Celtic do win it shouldn't matter a jot to Rangers. They've got to go down to, to St Merlin and, and be professional and, and get three points. Shouldn't matter a Jota if Jota is in form for Celtic. How special a player is he? We'll come to the Rangers game just after the break, but for Celtic... Yeah, well, there's a lot of... I think, what is it, six and a half million pounds he's, he's back. For me, he needs to produce that for longer. I heard you saying that the other night. Yeah. Yep. yeah look, there's no doubt he's had a great start and he, and he looks a player, but I think you need to produce that for a number of months. Do you not think he will? Yeah, but we'll see the proof will be in the pudding um, in the next two or three months mm. but there's no doubt he's had a, a real good start but for Celtic to pay six and a half million he needs to do it week in week out over a prolonged period of time see the journalists are loving doing the George Michael lookalike thing so a young George <laughs> but uh, he certainly woke them up before he went, went with that that's terrible wasn't it? what I'm a ball way. that was through the other, the other uh, evening or afternoon wasn't it for the goal for Celtic oh, oh, it was. It was, you took it from almost it was you know it was just wham bam and there it was you know there was the there was a pass it was it was absolutely it was absolutely brilliant I'm so, not getting uh, involved in this <laughs> but uh, no look he, he looks a player you know between Abada and, and, and Jota you know when you think about them kind of young players not loads and loads of first team experience coming to young guns. a new country settling in um, and then you know having the pleasure of of a quality player like Kyogo going through the middle and and and, and servicing that, and then the, the runs of of, of Rodic and McGregor, etc., etc. So it really looks the the part uh, Jota. There's no doubt because with Forrest missing, um, Celtic needed someone like that to to come in, and I, and I think so far I've been very impressed with him. But when somebody comes from a, a foreign league, especially Portugal, because it's more technical and it, it's slower, sometimes you're thinking. How's he going to settle? But listen, he's, he settled. He settled well. Um, he's, and he's uh, he certainly impressed me. There's no doubt about it. And you know, another thing, not just good players, good wing player, and obviously the the, the ball that he played for Kyogo. He's chipped in me a couple of goals as as well, and that's important for a wide player to chip in me his goals. You got to have faith, haven't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get Rob in here before 7 o'clock I know that is a fair call I have to say uh, some news down south I see Mo Salah is saying he wants to play with Liverpool he wants the new contract and he wants to be there for life that's what he said no he has so well, he's, he's saying he wants to stay and that's big news just ahead of the derby you know it yeah. is and, and when you say these things you, you've got to meet them though. it can't be a careless whisper Paul you know, you've got to be right in there and, and, and mean what you say I'm going to take him off right now quick break and then we're back with the traffic and the travel and then all your predictions for uh, the big matches this week Weekend here on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, 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 go. Right, Go Radio Football Show, right into the weekend. The last section we're looking to the games. If you're going, isn't it great, Barry? We've had so many problems. This time last year, we were aching to get out live to the, the matches, but the, the crowds are there. And they'll be out in big numbers again this weekend. Yeah, listen, I've always said football's nothing without the, the fans being there. And just to see the fans back in supporting all the clubs, um, it's brilliant. Because it, it was a, a tough period um, for the, the, the guys sitting in the house watching it. 
on the, the streams or whatever they just want to get out into the stands go and get their pie and bovro and sit down and support their team so the buses will be leaving from Motherwell tomorrow morning they'll be heading to Dundee to play at Tanadice for both of them great start to the season what about Dundee United third top today yeah i never seen that coming Paul we, we were in here and I fancied Hibs yeah. uh, just clearly because I think Hibs have got better players but what, what a result Um and Tam Courts has done a, a great job sitting third in the league uh, if you told me at the start of the season I wouldn't have um, thought that I was probably thinking bottom half of the league mm-hmm. uh, but fair play to them what a result great performance um, and listen it's going to be a tough one but I think that's got a draw all over it is it a score draw? yep score draw one each for me what about for Motherwell Van Veen he was on the bench last weekend Mark uh, there's been quite a change under Graham Alexander in the what's less than a year he's been there yeah. what do you make of the progress that Motherwell are making? Yeah, um, you know, a manager should be given time to, to to put his stamp on a place. That's exactly what Stephen Glass is looking for um, at the moment. But I think Graham Alexander, you, you look at his record down the road. You know, he he knows he knows his way around a training field. He knows his way around a dressing room. He was a great servant for Scotland teammate. Abar, he's played that night in Paris, um, the one nil low when when James McFadden scored. So yeah, I think yeah, Motherwell have got a fine manager in place here, and uh, I agree with you. I think uh, Motherwell are capable of. Uh, I think Motherwell might win tomorrow. Um, right. Actually, at Tanadice, yeah, I'll take Motherwell to, to beat uh, Dundee United. So they'd go on to 17 points, the same as Dundee United. Barry, what do you think tomorrow? Yeah, a draw. A draw, you yeah, said. Yeah, give us a draw. One, yep. one each, I think it'll be, um, it'll be a tight affair. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, Motherwell looked disappointing uh, result uh, they had. But look, I, I like Motherwell. I think Motherwell have got good players. Okay. The, front, the front three are a dangerous front three. Tony Watson in fine form as well but for me a draw written all over the top here Ross County against rejuvenated Livingston Mark yeah I watched the uh, uh, Livy um, last week worked ever so hard you know you could see you know, Davey Martindale and Marvin Bartley on, on the sidelines they worked they worked um, well um, goalkeeper the couple of good games Strayek who's been prone to you know throwing one or two in the net Bruce Anderson held the ball up well thought he had a really good finish for his goal as well went to the corner past um, uh, Xander Clark so um, yeah Livingston played well Ross County I think they've been a wee bit unlucky you look at the goals that they conceded Malky McKay must be pulling his his hair out so if they can eliminate those you know errors They've got a chance because you know they're organised, you know they will create um, chances. A couple of good players middle to front. I think that'll be a score draw in Dingwall tomorrow. Score draw. Barry, what do you reckon? It, just in first, uh, mm. first uh, about Bruce Anderson. Great to see him back because yeah. uh, obviously he collapsed in the pitch at Easter Road. I think it was something to do with his diabetes. Yeah. Um, yep. I think so. Great to see him back. Um, young players, good signing for Livingston. I think Livingston um, will be confident. That was some result they had up at McDermott Park. Ross County struggling a wee bit. I know they scored a couple of goals um, against St Man, but they still ran out 3-2 winners. For me, Livingston three points. We'll bring Ryan in at this point, a St Johnson fan as we know. Ryan, good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Barry. Good evening, Paul. Good doing, Ryan? Good? Hi, Ryan. Good to hear you. Ryan, what's your prediction? Oh. Just give us a scoreline, do you think, though, Ross County against Livingston? Your chance to get them back. <laughs> What do you think? Nah, I think no. I, th- I think Livingston played very well against us. I think they'll they go did. up there and be very confident and get a win. Um, okay. Absolutely devastated and shocked on Saturday. Tough one. Is that what you're on to talk about? Are you looking forward to the game tomorrow? Or what do you want to say? Yeah, just looking forward to the game tomorrow. I hope we can maybe get a wee draw tomorrow. That would be mm. fantastic. But hope we can get back to the way we used to be. That would be great. You th- <laughs> that would be a tough task. Yeah. 
a score draw, you think, tomorrow? Are you targeting yeah. that Celtic defence, which it's, it's improved in the last couple of weeks, but, you know, it was uh, start of the season, it was leaking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they've, they've, they've definitely improved. Um, as a neutral football fan as well, I think Jota and Kyogo are really striking up a good partnership, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're ones to be watched very closely. Yeah, we talked about your game earlier. Last week, will that have a bearing on it for St. Johnson? Maybe positively in that you think we have to go and put on a really, well, have to be one of the best performances of the season after the worst. Yeah, 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 100%. Definitely they've got to go out there and just um, put put last week behind and try and, try and uh, cause an upset. That'd, that'd be fantastic. You need to get back to the, the winning ways to, to grow confidence again because we're, we're slowly slipping down the table again. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at it, um, Ryan, you know, prior to, to last Saturday, I think St. Johnson only conceded six goals in the league, so they need to get back to that, just being solid, being compact, you know, just just cutting out the couple of uh, errors from last week, which I'm, I'm sure they'll do. And then, you know, if they're soaking up a bit of pressure, you, you try and hit in the counter-attack, whether it's, it's the pace of Michael O'Hara and Chris Kane's terrific at holding the, the ball up and then bringing um, others into play so you know whatever the line up and formation that, that Callum Davison goes for I'm sure that will be a better performance um, than last week but you know it's going to be very very tough to cope with uh, Celtic middle to front that's for sure but once you you know clubs always create opportunities set pieces corner kicks free kicks and then up the path so there's no doubt that at some point St Johnson will test Joe Hart as well Ryan you've got great football knowledge will you stay with us while we do the predictions for the other games as well yes. we'll get yours but also I want to hear from Stephen Gerrard he's speaking about after Rangers win last night you know we know that Celtic and Rangers both had a terrible start to Europe this season but can they now qualify? Here's Stephen Gerrard. Listen, I think if we're realistic, when this group was made, and rightly so, I think Leon got the favourite tag to come out of pot one. We, we certainly respect that. We've seen the performance they put in here at Ibrox. But you think to yourself, we're going to give it our best shot. We're still going to try and finish first. Of course we are. But the way it's panned out in the first three games, I think they've shown that they're the strongest team in the group so far. So what we have to do next week is in two weeks time is replicate that try and get on to six points and make it a really interesting game here when Prague come into town we can take six points in a couple of weeks time I think it's going to be really interesting and a fantastic game in match five Barry what do you think Rangers for qualifying yeah well listen the next two games <clears throat> sorry as I just mentioned there Bronby I don't think there's anything to fear yep. I think Rangers will go there and, and win um, and then Prague come to Ibrooks. Prague are a good team but they're, they're, they're not a, a top team in my so I think the, the next couple of games is six points for Rangers Mark? Uh, it, would, it would need to be Paul and as Stephen Gerrard said there you know finishing match day five or nine points is absolutely achievable for Rangers the last game going to um, going to France you know it would depend you know what could a team that, that Leon put you'd expect them to have qualified top of the section by then so that might work in, in Rangers' favour but yeah I can see Rangers get, getting on to nine point, points what they just have to do you know, obviously take it one game at a time but when it comes to Sparta Prague if they are on the six point stay focused mm-hmm. don't allow other things to come into the mindset you know there'll be 50,000 Rangers fans there that night just stay focused on the football and that'll be the message that Stephen Gerrard will be really into his players that, that night and Ryan you were in the tournament early on Galatasaray there's some great moments for you would you expect Rangers to qualify? Yeah, yeah I think so well, if I was if I was Stephen Gerrard I'd just tell I'd just tell the players look do it for the fans give them the magical moments because the Rangers well every club they've all got their fans back now they've all got the full stadium so do it for them I mean I as I, I keep saying I missed two cup finals last season yeah 
it's horrible, you know. But it's tragic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. To go it's out there and just do it for them. Uh, you, you don't think about that. You just think about that double St. Johnson one. No fans. Mm. I imagine the amount of fans that would have come down for uh, from Perth, should I, I say. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting about of it. We were all in lockdown and obviously the fans weren't allowed into mm. the stadiums. I mean, what an achievement that was for St. Mm. Johnson and, and the people who support and love their club. Can they be part yeah. of that? Good point. What about Celtic then? Do you think that they will qualify in the same position yes. as Rangers? They, you do. Yep. 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 I don't think they have got anything to fear either. You think um, they can beat even better? better at home? That, yep. yep. But I mean, they score three goals away from home. I know they conceded four, but better's coming. I, I think both Rangers and Celtic will qualify out the group stages. Mark? I think Celtic's slightly tougher task than Rangers. No, Betty's getting a point last night. It's yep. not what Celtic um, wanted, but going, one game at a time, going to Ferric Varos. Definitely achievable to go over to Hungary and win. Ryan, I think you're agreeing Celtic could do it. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think so. They've just, they've just got to believe, you know. That's, right. that's the way to look, look for it. Let's go back to this weekend and tomorrow. Hearts against Dundee. Mark, what do you reckon? Uh, you've, got, you've got to fancy Hearts, albeit Dundee will be confident mm. after their victory against uh, Aberdeen last Saturday night at Dens Park. Charlie Adam, um, etc., uh, involved playing well. Um, but Hearts at Tyne Castle, um, yeah, I think Hearts will win that game. Barry Ferguson. Yep, I think Hearts will win it. I think they'll, they'll try and stifle Charlie Adam. He doesn't play, Dundee don't play, so Hearts to win. Liam Boyce scoring again, do you reckon? Or yeah, th- listen, he's a player I, I liked. He's yeah. a he's a natural finisher, Liam Boyce. Okay, Ryan, what do you reckon? Hearts, Dundee. Yeah, Hearts definitely for me. They're absolutely flying. They're actually been one of the surprises of the season. They're they're doing everything right. They're they're strong going forward. Strong going strong at the back. So, yeah, Hearts win for me. Let's go to Bitordry, Aberdeen against Hibs. You've got a vested interest. Your nephew there, Lewis. Who could have believed ten games without? A win. Yeah, it's certainly with the squad they've got, the players have, that um, Stephen Glass has got. I'm surprised where they are, but listen, they're, they're in they're in a rut just now, um, and I don't see them getting a result. I think Hibs. I think Jack Ross with that disappointing last week. I think they've gave him a right few kicks up the backside uh, during this week's training, and I think Hibs will go up there and win the game. Ryan, what do you reckon? Oh Barry oh, I, mm-hmm. think, I think both managers Will give them a good kick Back upside So I'm going to draw this game Going for the draw Score draw probably You'd think yeah. Mark what do you reckon Yeah I mean I think You could see by Jack Ross's interview uh, After the United Last week He was absolutely fizzing Absolutely fizzing With the performance With um, some of the The application of One or two of his players And um, the effort, I think they'll bounce back And uh, continue Aberdeen's misery uh, I think a comfortable away win for there's the manager comfortable away win and the manager well let's wait and see what happens there there's a stout defence by uh, the chairman uh, Dave Cormack and yep we'll find out right to Rangers that will be 12 o'clock on Sunday we will be on here's the manager looking forward to St Mirren v Rangers I think Jim's done a real good job a real solid job he has got them organised and difficult to beat and he's got some really talented players within that as well so credit to him but for me, we, we've got to go to St Mirren and be aggressive and try and build on our performance on Thursday night and go and try and take maximum points and that's what we'll try and aim to do. Mark Goody, what do you reckon St Mirren Rangers? Uh, I, I think that Rangers may well sneak that one. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's a draw again, Paul, but I think Rangers might might just sneak it. Ryan? Yeah, I think Rangers. I think there'll be a few changes, obviously, with the players playing on the Europa League, so I'll, I'll go Rangers just probably to sneak it as well. Patterson might come back in, Barry. 
on Sunday yeah it's a possibility yeah. but if Rangers go with the right mindset they turn up Rangers win the game but I, I don't think it's going to be an easy mm. an easy game um, I think Rangers will win by one goal 2-1 Rangers it's been a good week for Rangers and Celtic hasn't it Barry we're absolutely delighted that it's good for the coefficient exactly as well. of course and because Europe, we're still sorry. 99% but it's not it's not there for sure mm-hmm. for the Champions League for next season but hopefully the winners of the title yep, and yep. I think it'll help because I, I do believe both Celtic and Rangers will get out the, the group stages of this Europa League who's your man of the week would you say for Rangers is it Aribo last night yeah fantastic yeah. Uh, great performance um, yeah I would I would go for you yeah, asking for me you? for the Rangers uh, side yeah, you think yeah, 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 yeah I've yeah. got to single sure. out Joe Aribo because I think he gets shifted to the side quite a lot with Morelos Kent Tavernier Golson Davo McGregor he was he was top class last night Joe Rebo mm-hmm. and Ryan for Celtic would it be Jota or Kyogo this week? Uh, I'm going for Kyogo Kyogo and Mark <laughs> uh, overall for both of I think we'd want to finish to say good luck to the women tonight yeah. Scotland's women's against Hungary keep yeah. up the 100% record yeah good luck um, to, to Scotland women I hope they get the result tomorrow Paul, Paul I'm going to Celtic Park Celtic St Johnson looking forward to it nearly 60,000 and then Sunday St Martin Rangers in the telly then I'm going to Furhill I'm going to see the Wasps yeah. when against <laughs> Queen's Park I'm going to see uh, Barry's team Sunday right, afternoon let's do that after we come off here then we're on 12 till 3 cheers Ryan enjoy it tomorrow yeah. Barry what's for dinner you're, ne- you're nearly at the studio Sushi supper Sushi supper stand by <laughs> ok thanks Stevie Lennon is up next after the news thanks so much see you Sunday at 12 football show with the taxicentre.com don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi available exclusively to the taxi trade let's go where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So so if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.